0: again that's ebaymotors.com
1: hello friends we're back again it's fightful.com it is friday april 7 2023 it's your wwe smackdown and aew rampage post show review i am not kate i am actual pearl and normally you see me over on fightful overbooked go subscribe to that channel but today you get me and as always, you get the wonderful Alex Cardoza. Alex, how are you doing?
2: Thank you so much. You know that intro that you just played almost made me like want to start like, well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Fightful, like that old school uh, nineteen eighty sports talk type of uh, vibe here. I loved it.
1: So let me let me peeky behind the curtain. On Thursdays, myself and Cresta Starr do the Impact Wrestling post show. Yes, sir. And there's a guy on the show called BTI. It's the pre-show to Impact. His name is George Iceman and he speaks like a 1950s boxing announcer and I make fun of it every time. He says, "George Iceman here with Iceman Intel and that's how I want to do every single post show from now on."
2: I am so with that. If anyone wants to talk me into doing it when Kate is back. By the way, you're just as beautiful as Kate wow. and your bangs are probably just as long, so you're good to go, brother.
1: I need a haircut so bad, Alex. It's not even funny. I just got mine.
2: By the way, it's the first time we're working together. We've spoken via the interwebs, but we've never spoken like face-to-face like this, which is really cool. I'm really excited to be on here with you today.
1: Me too. And if you're as excited as we are tonight to talk about SmackDown and Rampage, go ahead and uh, leave us a thumbs up here on YouTube.com slash Fightful. If you're listening to us in the audio realm after the fact, hey, I hope you're enjoying this. But also, if you want to go ahead, leave a five star review here on the audio podcast that you're listening to, because that shoots us up the ranks, gets us a little bit closer to your friends' ears and all of them catching on to Fightful Pods, because that's something that we really want, not just YouTube. YouTube's great, but sometimes you just want to hear our beautiful voices in your ears while you're doing the lawn, commuting to work, walking the dog, hanging out with your kid, whatever it is, doing your thing. Listen to us. We're going to talk about SmackDown. We're going to talk about Rampage. We're going to talk about Viper Select because there's certainly a lot of stuff that uh, came out today that we ended up bringing out today on SmackDown, so we'll get there. Alex, where do we start because I'm the new guy? Do we start what? with SmackDown or do we you start You know with-
2: what, normally Kate puts it out to the crowd and lets uh involves them. So if you guys want to start with uh SmackDown or or AEW, put it up on the on the chat. If not, we'll just pick it and we'll start with I mean, we might as well start with SmackDown if no one wants to say anything on the chat, you know? It,
1: you know what? I'll let the chat do it. And while they're getting caught up with us and I see them starting to get there, there it is. Yeah, uh, you can go ahead. You can drop us a super chat at youtube.com Fightful. It's that little dollar sign in your chat window. Any amount, get your question or statement read on the air. It also makes it known that uh, that Sean likes us and that we do a good <laughs> job. Or you can leave a Humper chat over at humperchats.com that gets you a little bit closer to giving us a little bit more and supporting us here at Fightful, uh, getting everyone paid as they should. So I see a lot of SmackDown. So there's a lot of people asking about SmackDown starting. So I think we're going to start Let's with SmackDown. Alex. Yeah. I quite enjoyed this episode of SmackDown. It was better than Raw, which was a very low bar. Uh, <laughs> and it felt like we were kind of going back to where things are supposed to be in terms of creative, in terms of Everything. What do you think overall about SmackDown and as we dig into it?
2: For sure. I like to poke fun a lot on Twitter, uh, just because you know the, the I get a lot of death threats on on uh Twitter when it comes to when I speak about WWE uh if I'm not like claiming victory on everything they do. So um but I, I liked it. I thought it was uh very well segmented and um it it didn't drag like raw did. Raw, raw was a little weird on Monday, but yeah.
1: I think As we kind of start to see, and again, we're going to take this week by week. Uh, Hopefully, Raw was just an anomaly. And it was, if it's true, Vince was doing everything backstage, that it was just him taking a victory lap and being like, "Mm, God damn, for old time's sake. God damn it. (laughs) So if that was it, and it was only a one-time thing, he picked the worst possible time to do it. But at least, hopefully, his fingerprints will be minimal from now on. Mm Mm-hmm. So we open up the show. I didn't notice this before. I don't know if you have uh, Roman Reigns doing the acknowledge. Me is now in the signature. You know when they open up with the then now forever together. That yeah, been- that was on
2: Monday. That that was on Monday. It was very. Uh, they they it. They f- refreshed it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's really cool. I'm I'm happy that they're doing that. It definitely uh, gets me a little more, a little more excited to see something that's current in their signature because they didn't always have that. But uh, we open up with Sheamus and the Brawling Brutes taking on Imperium, and oh boy, this match was a lot of fun. These guys did everything they could imaginable from singles to trios, all the moves, all the time. Uh, We can talk through this match, and then we'll get to the finish. Uh, Butch was absolutely a standout in this match. It looks like they're starting to maybe break him out further from Brawling Brutes. What do you think of the match? And we can talk through it together. Sure, yeah. Um, I, you know...
2: At first, I was like, okay, we're going to see this again. They've been they've been kind of beating the crap out of each other for, for weeks, if not months now. But just, you know, the dynamic between the teams, it's very entertaining to see them in the ring. They really do beat the crap out of each other. So, you know, it kind of gives it more of that, I guess, combat sport feel. Because they are, like, so, like, uh, scrappy. And they're in the ring, you know, beating the crap out of each other, you know. Um, it's, it's a good it it matches what Cole says fight night because that's what you get during those matches,
1: yeah, absolutely. Uh, a few things that I love butchers up on the top rope, and Ludwig Kaiser throws him onto <laughs> Vinci into a vertical suplex position. That's a very cool visual, I like stuff like that. Uh, Gunther having the sleeper on butch and then butch doing the finger snaps a la pete dunn if you've ever heard of that guy he used to do that uh some good stuff in there You remember that pete dunn guy yeah i hope they i hope that you know i you know you roll with the
2: punches when you're in 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 any professional wrestling company right and i do hope that they decide to kind of bring him back to the fold to who he was
1: Hey, you never know, we could be uh, on our way to that if uh, some of the reporting's out there, if it's true. So we'll see. Either way, he had a really good showing tonight, For sure. as we mentioned. Uh, the triple team from Imperium was wild. They do the triple kick on Ridge Holland as his face is kind of draped over the bottom rope. All three of them face wash him, it's good stuff. And uh, the finish is Vinci and Kaiser doing the high-low on Ridge, Butch hitting a moonsault to the outside on Ludwig Kaiser, and then Seamus hitting that high knee on Vinci, springing off the middle rope. And then we get the broke kick from Sheamus for the win. and Brutes riding high. Uh, I mean, we, are we going towards another Sheamus versus Gunter match? What do, we, what do you think we're going to do next?
2: Um, I think that this is going to head... One, I mean, they're going overseas. Um, so if this is the case, then is that when you finally give Sheamus' flowers? You know what I'm saying? Like, is this, is that, it? I mean, the crowd will go absolutely bananas. I'll tell you that much. Um, I think they'll just go nuts just in, anyway, you know, just having them out there. But um, Seamus is on a hot streak here. Like where you can kind of see where they might be going with him. And it'll be fun to kind of see him. I mean, he's a vet now, you know, been in there for a bunch of years. So
1: That's right. Puerto Rican superstar Seamus going to get yeah. back New Continental kind
2: championship with Backlash. Oh, can you imagine? That would be <laughs> so great.
1: I know you're talking about him possibly winning maybe money in the bank when they're in the UK. Oh,
2: no. Yeah, yeah, I know. But you know what? It's funny because there's a match that I thought to myself, I wasn't thinking ahead of time. I was like, God, I hope you know who doesn't end up in backlash. Uh, You know, uh, his name rhymes with Paul. And um, so when when I when I figured out that, you know, oh, crap, his his contract is three month contract. So I was like, okay, cool. This is going to be fun. You know, but I mean, backlash could be a way to set it up you know, um, and see where that goes, you know, these international trips and not that Puerto Rico is an international place, but
1: <laughs> as a, as a Canadian, I deserve that, that. is true. Joel? <laughs> you should go to, uh, to backlash in Puerto Rico. Yeah, dude. I would love to. First of all, I looked up prices and I looked up flights and it would take me an absurd amount of time to get there because of the places I would have to fly. Oh
2: my God. There's, so there's no direct flights from you to down there.
1: If there's a Toronto to Puerto Rico flight, I would love to find out about it, but I don't think there is. That's so crazy. Wow. Maybe. Can you fly on
2: uh, Sean Ross Sapp's private plane or no? Is that not happening anymore? We're, uh, not, allowed, I,
1: we're not allowed to use it? I, we're not allowed to. He uh, he had a problem with the way that I treated it last time when I when I took a long flight. Really, I just flew for three hours and he was like, <laughs> what are you doing? And I'm like, I couldn't sleep.
2: I was trying to like ask him, but Kate said no.
1: No, it just doesn't happen. Uh, they recap Brock and Cody for Monday Night Raw. What did you think of that segment? Do you, are you excited for Brock and Cody uh, potentially moving forward? I know everyone's going to talk about, you know, Cody should have finished yeah. the story. Let's move past that. Let's talk about Brock and Cody just in its in its own.
2: I think this could build uh, Cody up more. And I think that's where they're going anyways, to kind of like build the Cody story even further. And I think it could work. I mean, a uh, heel Brock to me I, as much fun as he was, running around with a cowboy hat making jokes a uh, heel brock is, is dangerous and i'd love to see how physical these two are gonna get because this could actually take cody to another level um getting into the ring in there with, with um with brock man
1: yeah i'm looking forward to that i'm seeing uh over on the battle of the belt side we are keeping track of what's going on, on Battle. about
2: yeah, back over here yeah uh
1: orange cassidy just got challenged by buddy murphy For the all atlantic championship Mm -hmm. looking forward to that uh yeah going back to brock and cody i i'm looking forward to this it's gonna just it's gonna be a very cody filled build again just like the wrestlemania build unless brock is like i'm gonna come to work every monday and we're gonna do it but uh i'm looking forward to a match that these two can put together
2: yeah and you know what maybe we'll get a little bit more range out of brock um with cody with cody's promos they they tend to be really like you know uh, like long but impactful so can we get stuff like that out of Brock you know and with the and with the bloodline falling apart do we see Paul Heyman maybe like speaking for Brock again maybe once or twice?
1: So I was about to say that since I stole it
2: sorry Joel. No you're great you, sent me the, you, you send s- sent me the script late. <laughs> That's right.
1: We tore it up and we're starting fresh. <laughs> yeah yeah since since this is part of the larger where is Roman storyline because he's more than likely not going to be performing a backlash i don't mind the idea of paul Heyman being loaned out to brock as the you know the talk man for the mercenary the 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 guy who's going to make brock look badass because let's face it brock's voice is not super imposing brock's physicality is imposing let paul Heyman speak for brock and sound like a big old badass and let paul and cody i guess have to carry that story together which I don't love because we just did Paul Heyman versus Cody for the last few weeks leading into WrestleMania, but maybe there's more that they can do.
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: Uh, speaking of Paul Heyman, he's backstage with Caleb Braxton and Sola Sokoa and Jay Uso. Oh my God, as a Jew, I loved this promo, Alex. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be leaning on you for, for some Spanish language stuff, but let's get into this. So uh, first of all, they say there's Paul's like, hey, there's no booing at the name Paul Heyman. And that gets some great heat from that crowd. And then Cale asks if Paul knows why Brock did what he did. And Paul's like, why is this night different from all other nights? For those who don't know, it is currently the Jewish holiday of Passover. And the first two nights you have what's called a Seder. It's literally the order of things eventually you eat. But first you're telling the story of the, the, the wandering of the desert and so on and so forth. Traditionally, the youngest person at the table reads what are called the four questions. We don't need to talk to you about what those are, but one of those four questions is why is this night different from all other nights? Hence mm. the comment. And then Paul says, I will pass over that question. Good stuff. And instead discuss Roman Reigns and says the bloodline may have ended both nights of WrestleMania thanks to Roman, who's now approaching a thousand days, and then in locks Jey Uso. And the island of gaslighting continues. Calls him main event Jay, right hand man, all the things that he used to say when he would praise Jay Uso. And he says, uh Jay's like, I can't find Jimmy. Paul says, Jimmy isn't here tonight because Roman wanted him to watch him mm. versus Sami Zayn from the comfort of home. And then once and for all, you'll solve the Sami Zayn problem. And then Jay says, Yeet, and he walks off. And then Paul says to Solo Sokoa, he solves the Sami Zayn problem tonight, or you'll solve our problems tonight. Feels like a big old setup, Alex. What do you think?
2: There's a lot going on there, man. And you know what's cool? It's like I thought that once the whole WrestleMania bit was over, I didn't know where everything things were going to go. And it seems like this storyline with the bloodline is just getting better. This is like Rocky Part 3. You know, we're just continuing to add on to it. And, yeah, we we are seeing a little bit of, of the cracks. But, man, like they swerve you. Today in the ring, was there was a swerve, and it's just, you know, they're playing with us, which is fine. Continue playing with our emotions. That, that's what we want. We want to feel this.
1: There was a swerve on Rampage, too, but we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Instead, let's talk about Ricochet versus Ivar. Comes down to the ring with Valhalla. Um, it's not much to talk about in this match. It was no,
2: just- I wasn't a fan of it like that, either. I was just like, okay, cool. like I feel bad for um, the Viking War Raider things. You know, like, I don't know what they want to be called now. But yeah, like I've said this with Kate on the show is just it's felt like they're just I wanted them to go into the ring and kill people all the time, like no matter what. And and it seems like they f- they're not listening to me. They failed to do just that.
1: Going into WrestleMania, I had the feeling that the war, sorry, the Viking Raiders, as they are, were going to win that tag team showcase and be the first set of challengers for Sammy and Kevin Owens. Clearly, that's not what's happening. Ricochet won tonight with the Shooting Star Press. Match was fine. I love that Ivar is one of those like big guys who can fly, so but doesn't want to. You know? he, knows, he knows how to play to his strengths and make it really good. Um, Valhalla's okay at ringside, but they say Eric and Braun Strowman can't be there. They're barred because Valhalla has her manager's license in the state of Oregon, obviously, <laughs> it's fine. Ivar hits a really solid spin kick. There's not much to say here. Like we said, Ricochet wins, gets the shooting star press. Correct. We're building up, I guess, to do Viking Raiders against Ricochet and Braun again. And I assume the winners are going to do Sammy KO, which it could still be the Viking Raiders. They're just losing in singles competition. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of Sammy KO, they're backstage and they say, you know, it's a big night for Jay says Sammy. It's a big opportunity to put the bloodline stuff behind them. Um, Sammy's like, I can settle whatever's left between myself and Jay, and then they can move on. And so, so KO's just like, hey, we can move on, and that's it. And then Sammy's like, yeah, something feels off. KO, you're right. But Sammy says he feels like he needs to talk to Jay and about what he doesn't know. And then KO's like, what are you talking about? Like, you, you want to take the tag titles? You want to watch the Bloodline crumble? We event evented WrestleMania. We did that. We took the tag titles. And Sammy's like, I feel a sense of obligation to speak to Jay. And Ko is like, no, Jay is more volatile than ever,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and he says Sammy shouldn't do it; it's a bad idea. And then Sammy's like, "You're right, I'm gonna do it anyway." And then he pieces out, "I I didn't hate this; it was very much Sammy being weirdly neurotic, which is Sammy in a nutshell." Yeah, uh, it's gonna play into later, but uh, I know, there's I like these two whenever they interact with each other.
2: Yeah, I I feel like. Um you know, with how like you just mentioned how erratic, you know, he is. And then you have someone like KO who's kind of usually in, in in past has been the crazy one who's power bombing people and just, you know, going crazy trying to figure out like what's going on with with everything in the ring, you know, and and pointing fingers. I feel like now he, he turned the tables and he's like trying to talk Sammy off the ledge all the time. Like, come on, man. Let's just relax and and bring him back to us, you know. But I don't hate it. I think that it's the B story to the A story, which is the bloodline. I'm in film and in film, whenever I create a script, we need a B story to follow. And this is a great B story.
1: It can absolutely run most of SmackDown. Oh, my God. Yeah. And and even parts of Raw, because we're going to see later on when we get to the finish of, of Jay and Sammy, and what happened there, that some of that is going to spill back over to Raw. So there's there's some good stuff coming up, and, and it's going to get even more complicated when we talk about Triple H's big announcement. But first, we got to talk about Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan taking on Natty and Shotzi, as they're called. <clears throat> oh,
2: yeah. Um,
1: you want to tell them what they call them? No, uh, you know what? Uh, I like your accent better. They're the ballsy baddies. The
2: ballsy baddies.
1: The ballsy and the baddies. Check out my interviews with Raquel Rodriguez and Natalia. I gotta say, the funniest thing about all this is, so Raquel and Liv are a tag team. And Natty and Shotzi are a tag team. In my interview with Raquel, she puts over Shotzi and their friendship together. In my interview with Natty, she puts over Liv and their friendship and their training together. It's so backwards, but it plays into this match well because... They all work together very well. Match is fine. On Monday, it's going to be Raquel and Liv versus Lita and Becky for the women's tag titles. Mm. Uh, so this was really just a, a way to, to get another win under the belts of Raquel and Liv. And they do. And Shotzi eats another pin. Liv gets oblivion on Shotzi, and that's it. There wasn't much else to talk about. Shotzi has a great suicide dive. I will say that to the ends of the earth.
2: Shotzi's amazing, by the way. She is um. great. I don't know why or I I, I can't. Like I, I can't sometimes overthink things, but yeah. She's just for me, she needs to be at a at a at a higher level of where she's at right now because she is pretty good on the mic. She can work. And she has a great freaking look. She does.
1: Uh there is one thing I do want to shout out, and that's Raquel at one point carrying Shotzi while she has her in the stretch muffler. To go and tag and live, I thought that was fun. I thought that was good stuff. Uh, and then, yeah, Raquel stops the heart attack attempt. And then, then we got to that finish. It's fine. It's good. But uh, that was that was it. I don't know what that sound was. It must have been trains. You got so trains passing by? I got trains outside.
2: Oh, wow. <laughs>
1: I live in a high rise and you can hear the damn things. <laughs> that's amazing. Did uh, I see the room shake? Oh, I hope so. No, that's just my table. I
2: was <laughs> about to say. Oh, my God. <laughs>
1: LA Knight, yeah, he's back. Him oh and Xavier gosh. Woods are hanging out with the one and only Madcap Moss, future WWE champion, if you know who I am. They're playing WWE 2K23. Thank you. <laughs> and then in inbox LA Knight, yeah, and he says, Games, 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 more cockamamie games. And LA Knight is upset about not being on WrestleMania, and I love this, Alex. I'm happy that LA Knight comes out and he's like, Forget this. I hate that I wasn't a part of WrestleMania, but Xavier Woods was part of the show. Playing his stupid video game. So really, LA Knight is just like 80s wrestler. He really is. Yeah. Yeah. I love it.
2: Yeah, 100%. And I feel like, I don't know if, if it's like, you know, if they actually feel that way or if it's like, hey, you know, we're reading the chatter online. People hate the fact that you weren't on. We're going to write this for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know where any of this comes in backstage, but I really enjoy when they come out and put it out there you know and then xavier woods coming out you know you're afraid daddy doesn't rubbing your your head and all this stuff like that those lines right there it's like okay these these are cool they're kind of they know what we want and they're giving it to us at those moments i'm not saying everything always lands like that but at least that was pretty
1: cool are you a gamer alex
2: i'm a super gamer you have a ps5 i do right over here on my right hand side
1: how much is one of those uh ps5 dual sense dual shock controllers 69.99 nice first of all uh (laughs) lana breaks one of those he does (laughs) just throws it to the ground like it's nothing i'd be upset i'd be asking for a new one that's That's a a ballsy baddie (laughs) oh thank you (laughs) all right and now the big big news Fightful Select. No, I'm just kidding. We'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I almost had you. Uh, Triple H, it's time for the big announcement from Triple H. Big. Earlier, it was a couple days ago. Uh, WWE announced that Triple H had a major announcement for WWE Universe. And a lot of people were kind of mm, about it. You know, I was funny. one
2: of them. I'm sorry. I okay. didn't think this needed airtime
1: After Monday, that was very much a, that could have been an email. Type yeah. of <laughs>
2: Send it to us in an email. Yeah.
1: And he started with the same stuff. And you know what? I give I give them credit in the back because I think they knew that they were going to pull the swerve and they were gonna do the one. They were they were just gonna turn the car around and be like, nah, we're going left. We thought we're going right. Yeah. So he comes out and he does the whole WrestleMania thing and talks about the numbers and the world's greatest athletes. (laughs) As I cough, and he says, (laughs) now we look to the future. And the future is a WWE draft in, quote, a few short weeks. Every superstar will be eligible. First of all, this was reported on FightfulSelect.com. Earlier today, talent were told about a draft. I'm sorry. They were not told about the draft. They were, they were kind of, as of Friday afternoon, not being told about a draft. But they assumed that it would happen after yeah, WrestleMania. It. Go read the full report over FightfulSelect.com. Best five bucks in the business, as Mr. Sean Ross Sapp would say uh who do you want to see move where is this is a big opportunity we can kind of break this down a little bit
2: uh you know i because there hasn't been any clear lines between raw and smackdown everyone's kind of just been visiting each other (laughs) i don't really know who i want to see where and this is this is the problem because i was i'm a huge supporter of the draft i'm a huge like i love like Split them, split them. Like, just don't do, not do oh, an invitational where one can go here and the other, remember when they did that? That whole weird thing. Um. So I, I hope that when they do it, they do it evenly. We got a lot of women on SmackDown. SmackDown needs more women in their roster Uh, down there. And I know there's not a lot because of everything that's happening, but, you know, they're going to have to move up, people. He said it's going to shake it to the very core but that's something that he drops for everything, you know? So yeah, <laughs> uh, it's, a hype, it's a hype move. It is. Yeah. So I, I read through that corporate jumbo mambo. And for me the I think the last time something like this really happened that I was really excited was when Bischoff and Heyman were both controlling either um, brand, you know, and then that went to crap like a month later cause McMahon just didn't want it. So I hope that this is for real. We get a real draft. I hope it does shake us to the core.
1: So in that report from Fightful Select, Sean did make reference, or at least we made reference that uh, Fox and USA originally really wanted split brands 100%, keep them them on the sides, that's it. Uh, But under Triple H, that has kind of calmed down. And I think part of the reason for that is because everything was so like fluid and not in a good way that it just started looking like raw super show from 2011 or 2013 and that and that didn't work you had a very thin roster as a result with this draft i don't mind seeing the splits but certain people maybe certain champions wink wink having some flexibility
2: yeah i think champions i think champions should float between shows i think um I think water, it's too watered down having too many championships. So if that's what he means by it shaking us to the core where we essentially say, "Hey, we're unifying the tag team titles. Hey, we're unifying the world title." Let it be. That's it, you know, and then let them float. I think the champions floating is okay because either brand needs to fight for that, you know, for a champion. But, you know, I it wasn't it another thing that Fox was complaining that they wanted a champion on their show, and USA was like, "No,
1: no." USA w- was was wanting a champion vice on versa. Radio okay, because that was when the champions were uh, were on Roman Reigns, and he wasn't working Mondays. Yeah, uh, I don't know what to expect. I really don't. But uh, Anthony Velasquez sends a super chat. By the way, super chats down the bottom corner of your screen at YouTube.com/slash/Fightful, saying, "I hope they use this draft to make some changes to the women's division on SmackDown because yeah. they can really use a couple of big stars in that division." And they're absolutely right. It's time for a bit of a refresh Thank or at you. least just start building them a little bit stronger. What do you think? Are there people from Raw that you'd like to see stick on SmackDown moving forward?
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, um, let's get some of the the ladies split up. I mean, I, I think Becky Lynch ran SmackDown during the first um, that first in 2018-19 when they did that draft. She was... I mean, exceptional, like that SmackDown roster was stacked and the women were killing it. I mean, Evolution, you know, had just, you know, they were on their way to that as well. Like there was so much happening and then it just went to crap, man. So like a Becky Lynch, like, you know, put her in there, put her on the show, you know, plus you got to bring up some stars and make them too. So if you sprinkle them around in both on both brands, they'll be able to help the ladies uh, come up even more.
1: I don't know if you're much uh, for NXT. Are you Are you a frequenter or keep track of them?
2: Yeah, I do keep a track. I, I, I do see, I think, honestly, they'll bring up, someone mentioned it on the chat too, like a Roxanne Perez. I think that's someone that could come up. But I would like her on the SmackDown brand. I don't know why, but I just, I'll see her. I see her getting lost um, on Raw. And I think they'll probably do something like they'll take, if Ronda continues with the company, they might just put her on on Raw as well too for a while. Because she's been more or less on the SmackDown side of things for a while.
1: If I had to take one woman, one tag team, and one singles wrestler uh, from NXT, I'm taking Pretty Deadly as a tag team. Oh yes, I'm taking Braun Breaker. Once this healed, I, and again, we have a few weeks until this happens. I think it'll
2: happen in July.
1: I think it might. I I posited the idea that they do the first draft piece in in Puerto Rico at that SmackDown. That would be so cool, and that's in a few weeks. And then they come to Raw. The, uh, after Backlash, and they finish off the draft. Uh, that way, it's kind of in between, but it's not so in between a pay per view that it gets in the way. Uh, and then, uh, who was the the woman I would bring up is Zoe Stark, because
2: Zoe Stark is a beast.
1: She's ready. She's I don't want to say she's spinning her wheels, but she is clearly one of the women who doesn't need to win an NXT Women's Championship to prove that she belongs on the main roster.
2: I see her I see her so I see her heading to Raw to be honest like that's someone that sounds like a like that like they would want her on on the A show up there.
1: And and listen I think that Roxanne Perez is absolutely going to be on the main roster. I'm going to tell you why I'm not bringing her up if I'm in charge uh, right away. She's young, she's 21. She has so much time ahead of her and she has a lot of of work that she can do. In that PC setting, you also need to think about the business of NXT where yeah. you need those tentpole athletes, those tentpole wrestlers that make it big um, and may make it important to go and see the show. So Mello, the creeds right now, uh, who else is really big down there? Again, uh, it's, Roxanne's one of them, but there are those four to five people who make NXT the must-see show especially on the weekends on the Florida loop on the coconut sure, yeah she's one of them so who knows uh we'll, we'll see what happens but I think
2: Braun for sure they'll take him to yeah to raw
1: <laughs> yeah I feel I, like
2: they're gonna groom him
1: yeah absolutely uh and then <laughs> Triple H brings out Rhea Ripley in Judgment Day Two sweet spin Balor on the way down because they certainly didn't get the other guy who used to lead Bullet Club Instead, the Judgment Day come out and they cut a promo one by one by one by one. And I oh, didn't God. hate this. Rhea doesn't say much. She basically just reiterates, you know, she did the impossible. She destroyed and dethroned the 14-time women's champion. And then Rice, or the greatest champion, just needed to be simple. Just needed to say, I'm I'm the best. And then you got uh, Finn who comes out and he's like, I love this. He says, what kind of sicko needs to resort to splitting a head open to get a W? I got 14 stitches in my head, staples, actually. And Edge is nowhere to be found, and Finn is still standing. And then we get to Dominic Mysterio. Mm. Do not tell me on April 7th, 2023, that Dominic Mysterio is not evoking a reaction from a crowd at a live WWE show. Alex, they booed the living shit. Yeah, out of him, he had yeah. to clip the mic just to get a word in. Edgewise, because he was so worked up. Yeah,
2: and I like the fact that someone like Finn, the, the 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 veterans, will talk him up, like, hey, you know, like just wait it out here. Like you can see the nudges and hey, let him talk. They you know, like kind of like adding on to it, which is really cool. He's learning so much for someone who they didn't go to NXT and kind of just they threw him in the ring during the pandemic with dad you know what i'm saying
1: this is the best possible scenario for him right now he's with a bunch of young for wwe but grizzled veterans no yeah. unintended for the wrestling business they have the experience they have the talent they surround him and they teach him and it's perfect the right people to be working with dominic mysterio and he says I decided not to show aggression towards my dad, and he's getting booed out of the damn building at this point. The crowd starts chanting, you suck, and Dominic replies, you know who sucks? A father who lays his hands on his son. I held back at WrestleMania. I pulled my punches because I knew that I couldn't hurt my own father. I love my dad. Everyone loves their – well, not everyone. Some people really love their dad. I get it. Father's Day is around the corner. Maybe, yeah. maybe Mother's Day's first, but Father's Day will come around eventually. Your <laughs> flowers for your dad. Anyway. And then Don says, "I saw the anger in Ray's eyes," and he says something in Spanish. Alex, I'm going to throw to you if you caught it.
2: Yeah, yeah. He, um, I, I believe he was just telling him the same thing in in Spanish. To be completely honest, the same exact thing. He was just like, how, you know, what kind of father in Spanish? Yeah, clase de padre le pega su hijo, and all this stuff. Like he was just basically repeating it all. And I think they do this on purpose so that they kind of. You know, know exactly what he's saying and he doesn't go off and say something else that's not already been said in english
1: yeah exactly yeah uh and yeah just a really solid from dom and then he says i understand where the lines are drawn as far as i'm concerned you and the rest of the family can go to hell and you can take bad bunny and your little friends with you and then we do the recap for bad bunny what happened on monday with dominic and priest and ray and blah blah, blah. and then damian priest says and i love this bunny is my friend Dominic is my brother. This is all in Spanish. He says, I hope, Benito, you can find it in your heart to forgive me, because I find it in my heart to believe you for the things I did to you on Monday.
2: Oh, got it. Yeah. yeah. So
1: good. Very simple. <sighs> and then now come Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar with the LWO. LWO. They're no longer Legado del Fantasma. How do you feel about that?
2: Um, I think it's a good way to bring... You know, they don't usually bring things back. They don't. They, they just... They just dead them, um, and LWO has been deaded for a very long time, so I understand what they're doing. I'm not dumb, people. I I hope that anyone who's listening to me right now is also catching on. We did this with Jinder Mahal, um, when they were doing their big uh, deal with India. Okay, we're seeing it again. We're going to Puerto Rico. We're getting back into our Latin roots. They've been kind of criticized for not uh, getting any, they, they see it online for creating any Latin stars, for bringing in any Latin stars. And they're just throwaways, you know, they kind of just fight and that's it, you know? So by bringing a faction like the LWO back, which is very nostalgic to us, because that's what we grew up with. And then you have the name Guerrero still around and Mysterios and all this stuff, you know, like it it's working. It's working. I want to order the LWO with the Puerto Rican flag on it. Okay, I am. I am. I'm gonna do it. It's 29 bucks. I'm just. I just said I'm just gonna eat it and I'm gonna order it and I'm gonna wear it very happily.
1: You'll be wearing it on every show moving forward. Every
2: I'm, LWO with the Puerto Rican colors on it, it's pretty dope.
1: It's pretty badass, actually. I yeah. do like it. Uh, and on top of that, you and I have talked about this on Twitter and and online. Santos Escobar is absolutely somebody oh. that you should be hitching your wagon to because he is beyond just being your next latino star he is he has the potential go watch the interview that sean ross Sapp did with the former legado del fantasma now lwo uh he sits he stands up with them over wrestlemania week and they talk a bit about lucha libre and the background and the importance and what they want to bring to it in america and they have very interesting takes that i love and he has a lot of nice things to say about uh, about Fightful. So go check out that interview with Sean Rossap. We just dropped it I think uh, last week. We have a couple of humper chats to get to. First from Tommy Crazy saying Tom wins money in the bank and cashes in on Cody or Roman successfully. What do you think we do it?
2: Oof. <laughs> I don't know guys. I don't I don't I don't think that. I, that <laughs> is very very out there, but you know
1: we'll follow up with a different one from call me crazy saying triple H introduced both the bloodline and judgment day. So on Monday he introduced the bloodline and then tonight he introduced judgment day, the top two factions in WWE. I wonder how the draft will affect judgment day. I kind of want to see all of judgment day have a title by the end of the year. Who should Dominic beat for a title personally? I think Roman. Okay. So let's take, let's take, let's take the Dominic love out of the world title for a minute. Do you see Dominic as a main roster champion or is he kind of where he is and no opportunity to break through? What do you think?
2: Um, This is tough. Maybe intercontinental uh, unless they bring like a Latin championship up. Um, But other than that, no, I really, I really, really don't. Um, Gosh. I, you know, he has to get over this hump of his dad first. You know, and I think that once he conquers that, um, we can see him go on a solo and see where he hits he up. Right now he's surrounded by a lot of good people. What can he do on his own? I he doesn't to me he doesn't fit that mold yet. But who am I to talk? I don't hold the pencil.
1: Sorry, can I just take a second to point out what I'm looking at on the internet right now?
2: Oh yeah, go ahead. What am I not looking
1: at? Our very own Sean Rossapp showed up at Black Label Pro show and uh in a mask. And then unmasked. <laughs> Beat up Shaza McKenzie. Oh. <laughs> this is... guy wants to take my fightful championship and he's got to resort to beating up Shaza McKenzie first. What is happening right now? What is happening? Wow. My God. He's an angry man, that Sean Ross Sap.
0: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. With BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com slash fightful.
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time.
0: And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may
1: vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
2: People like him.
1: Yeah, I don't know why.
2: <laughs> I was waiting for that. I kind of just tossed it up there and see if he would go with it.
1: Absolutely will. Uh, and as for Dominic with the singles title, I, don't even, I, I wouldn't even do singles. I would have him and Priest as a tag team champion, uh, that, that duo would work for me yeah. because Reese is the big badass guy who would protect little brother and little brother would be obnoxious and get all the wins. And I like that idea.
2: You know what I do think is that he, I mean, if he's, listen, if I was in his position, man, I'd be studying tape. I'm sorry, but like you grew up in the business. I'd be studying tape. I would look at your dad. I look at your, you know, um, Eddie and, and past, uh, you know, Latin stars that have came up. And I would emulate that. I'd get in the gym. i work out every day. I mean, that's all you're getting paid for to do anyway. You know? Um, build your body up. Get crazy. If you saw Eddie, he was shredded, man. You know? And at one point, so was his dad, man. Like, freaking Ray was, Ray was it, man. Like, he looked incredible. And I think he should really hone into that so he can create his own person. Because you know what's going to happen is the whole daddy issue thing like Cody. He needs to shed that shell, man. He needs to break out of it, you know, and maybe later on down the line, he does like do a one on one with like Bad Bunny. That'd be cool.
1: Well, we're getting closer to doing a maybe a three on three in Puerto Rico instead. Yeah, yeah. First, I we have that. Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar as we started versus Dominic Mysterio and Damien Priest, our obviously future tag team champions here. <laughs> uh, it's good. It, the match is fine. Dom and Ray start. Dominic immediately tags out to Damien Priest because, again. Dominic is a piece of shit and everyone hates him. And it's <laughs> wonderful. Uh, Santos Escobar and Ray do the dual du- dual suicide dives to the outside. Looks good. I love it. And uh, what happens? Dom gets a solid Michinoku driver on Ray for two. Rhea saves Dom from a 619. And then Zelina Vega comes out of nowhere, hits Rhea with a hurricane Rana. So I guess maybe that's your women's title match at Backlash? What do you think?
2: I don't know. I mean, uh, I don't want to drop any nuggets, but uh, I know someone that might be talking to Selena this uh, this week, so we'll see. We'll see what kind of uh, good uh, drops we can get out of her. I mean, I don't know who's talking to her. Never mind.
1: No, no no one ever talks to anybody. No one ever. Talks no to
2: one her. ever. But I, I do man, Rhea, Rhea, who's going to stop Rhea? She just had a hell of a match with, with Charlotte. She needs someone that can challenge her like that. that. That needs to be at that level.
1: If it's going to be Zelina Vega doing the first match as Rhea's first opponent under a new championship, I'm fine with that. Yes. While we may know the outcome, we got to build Zelina Vega as a credible challenger first, give her some wins, make her look strong. Uh, And then, again, if they have a great match in Puerto Rico, perfect, because they'll cheer Zelina, they'll boo Rhea. Clearly, they're trying to keep Rhea as a heel. She got some good heat tonight coming out with Judgment Day obviously dominic overshadowed all that but <laughs> it's good that she's still associated with dominic because that's the way it should be if everyone's gonna boo her they gotta boo the guy she's with so yeah damien priest hits the south of heaven on santos escobar gets the win and then right away ray mysterio drop kicks priest out of the ring they all stare at each other cyclops is better than logan says ray joined a gang in his old age what a horrible example for his son dominic was right oh my god <laughs> I like Cyclops better than Logan because he always does this stuff. and makes me laugh every single time. But not everything is going to make me laugh. Sometimes sometimes I just want to save some money. Sometimes you just got to go for the Nord.
0: NordVPN.com slash Fightful. I travel a lot. I'm on that unsecured Wi-Fi when I'm on the plane, when I'm uh, at the airport, when I'm at the hotel. NordVPN.com slash Fightful helps me stay safe and secure, and I can change my virtual location with just one click. So if I'm across the country, I can change my virtual location and get access to all the shows that I'm already paying for, but not just that. I can get pay-per-views much more affordably, a lot of content more affordably, with a wider array of content. Thanks to that ability to change my virtual location with just one click with nordvpn.com slash Fightful, and it works on all my devices, whether it be a laptop, desktop, PC, router, TV, nordvpn.com slash Fightful has you covered, and we have you covered with a 30-day money-back guarantee on top of four months free, on top of that great service, the fastest VPN in the world, three great tiers nordvpn.com slash fightful
1: Can I tell you something Alex? Let's do it I'm usually really good at the segways. That <laughs> one's probably not my best
2: Is that a uh, roadcaster? You bet your you ass you d-
1: d- d- Yeah, yes
2: <laughs> Yes I yeah, know <there> you
1: go <laughs> Hit <laughs> that stupid green button one more time for us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: the tech nerds in us are completely enjoying hey, it. Shinsuke Nakamura comes back next week. I'm excited for that. Shinsuke. Oh he, my god, he got the hype package. So what are we going to do with Shinsuke now that he's coming back and clearly he's going to run the world? What, what do you want to see out of Shinsuke?
2: Is he King Shinsuke now?
1: No, he hasn't been a king since he. Since, well, they crowned another King of the Ring since then. His Can name was Xavier be- Woods
2: can he still be king? Cause Xavier just kind of threw that out too. He's just, he's no longer King woods anymore. So I, I saw, I heard when Cole said a King Shinsuke, I was like, he's not King. anymore. But hey, hey Cole, if you want him to be King, let's do it. Um, I'm super excited. And I, that whole, like him and Rick book thing. I know people love that. Oh, yay, He's playing guitar for him and it's cool. I want to see Shinsuke be Shinsuke. Like, the guy I saw in NXT, the guy I saw come up right after NXT, just like like calling the Japanese buzzsaw or something, you know? Like, take that from Tujiri and just call him that from now on. You know, like, I want to see him. I'm so bad. This is why I said in on Twitter, in my old age, Rampage and Dynamite kind of are my calling now because they're a little bit more realistic, a little bit more, you know, fight style. I need Shinsuke to come back to that. Please. You realize...
1: God. You realize that the main event tonight on on AW Rampage included a very spooky young woman and a woman whose tagline is "I have a fat ass and a bad attitude." Yeah, yeah, uh, I'm just putting that out there.
2: And she's a she's a spooky bitch. She said, <laughs> "That's my favorite line." If I don't, <laughs> if I need to get that tattooed on my calf or something because
1: spooky bitch, i need it uh folks get your humper chats in at Humperchats.com. go and get your super chats in because that's what we want get your question statement right on the air sammy and jay have a segment i love this this is so perfect sammy comes up to jay says there's a way out of all this what happened and everything that i said would happen has happened you lost your titles bloodlines crumbling there's no jimmy roman's not here Paul's lying to you. Solo's ready to drop the hammer at any moment. Sammy's like, if I got to beat your ass so many times to get the point across, (laughs) that's how it's going to be. And then you hear a loud bang off from the side and out goes KO. He's got his leg underneath of a big production crate. And then Jay's looking on coldly. He walks off. Bible Selected uh, reported there was going to be a stretcher job tonight. I guess that didn't happen. I assumed that it would have been this, but I'm kind of glad that they changed it. What did you think of this segment as we start to move into the main event of SmackDown?
2: I thought it was fine. Um, by the way, does WWE just carry the same same pipes around to every show? Because it's always like, oh, God, there's pipes rumbling around. Oh, something bad's happening. Always, always, always. So when I heard the pipes, I said, oh, yeah, there it is.
1: I mean, listen, back in the day before everything was an LED board. Yeah, you'd have to pipe and drape the entire place. <laughs> you ever see the it's backstage amazing. of an arena? It's ugly as sin. Pipe and drape really fix is everything. You're if you, you ever go to a nice event, it's in a warehouse situation, you gotta put up some pipe and drape because pipe and drape just fixes an ugly ass warehouse anywhere you go.
2: That's true. And true? you can and and it's also the official sign of someone getting their ass whooped backstage.
1: That's right. Or someone had too much to drink and stumbled into the wrong set of pipes. <laughs> So either way, this gets KO out of the uh, the scene for tonight. And I don't hate it. And as, uh, as Sammy's getting ready to go out into the ring, into the arena, Caleb Raxon catches up with him and says, uh, Sammy says that KO's unavailable tonight because he's in the medical trainer's room. And then Sammy says, Kevin was right about the bloodline. They're more dangerous than ever than they were mm-hmm. before. And then he says, Jey Uso's not about, his, "Jay Uso was about to find out that he's not the only one with a problem about to get solved now. Whoo. Got a super chat from Anthony Velasquez saying, I do love that Sammy is trying to save Jay since he knows Jay deep down wants out of the bloodline. Do you agree with that, Alex?
2: Um, I think what's happening is he might realize that he's been getting used. And it's unfortunate because he doesn't know that yet. So that may be something that's going through his head. You know, like your cousin's been using you, bro. You know what I'm saying? And I hope that he freaking finally realizes it maybe maybe this is it but it's we we said this before there's a lot of smoke and mirrors right now between this uh these teams like we don't know if it's true like he wanted like when he stopped solo from killing uh sammy you know like what was that all about but then he just super kicks him it's like damn it you know
1: yeah absolutely i i i kind of vacillate because it's true i and i like that i'm going back and forth about this. I don't want to be like, no, it's definitely this. I don't want to be like, Cody's definitely winning the titles of WrestleMania. Uh, we're not doing that, but the idea that, so I make this joke often. The Island of relevancy runs on a very special, um, element and it's called gaslight. Yeah. And if you don't have enough gaslight, you can't run the Island of relevancy. Jay continues to be gaslit by his cousin, by That's his it everyone and he's but he but he keeps coming back because there's that level that it's a very hard conversation to have but like it's that level of abuse that keeps him back someone's got to break the chain and that's kind of what sammy's doing so he's trying to be a good friend but he's he's struggling you know there's that internal struggle and you see it on jay's face which i appreciate you saw you saw it when he went to go confront jay you see it when jay was standing over ko and sammy when ko has been taken out because he knows who did it he is well aware that it for it was most likely solo, or at least in that moment you're thinking Solo Sokoa took out KO. He doesn't know how to feel, and then let's get into this match. Very good match between Sammy and Jay Uso. Uh, I mean, listen, <laughs> this is this is one of those matches where everything looks good because these two have great chemistry. Yeah. Uh, Sammy does a super belly to belly overhead suplex from the top rope that looks good. There's some good super kick action because of course there is from an Uso match. Uh Blue Thunder Bomb gets a 2.9 <laughs> because the only people who ever get a three is when AJ Styles is involved. If you know, you know. And then finally, there's a Samoan spike on Sammy from Sola Sokoa. The ref is kind of pulling back and admonishing Jey Uso. And then Jey Uso hits a single-leg jumping back kick. They call it a super kick, doesn't look like one. Either way, Sammy loses the match to Jey Uso. And then post match this is where it really matters, Alex, my God, solo Sokoa beats down Sammy, Jay's watching on this is what we're talking yeah. about this is that what do I do? I'm doing nothing, I'm conflicted, and then he stops the Samoan spike that solo Sokoa is about to hit super kicks Sammy himself, yeah,
2: and yeah, then- this is what I mean like is is he playing games with the bloodline you know is is he just Going along with it, like, hey, don't do this. I got this, you know. Tough brotherly love, you want to call it, right? If you grew up and you had an older or younger brother, one of you were beating the crap out of each other, but that's called tough love, you know. Yep. Um, I don't know, man. It's kind of crazy, you know. I you, while you were talking, I'm thinking, where, you know, God, you know, since AJ's been gone, you know, the clubs, the club has been gone too. Like, there's just. It's crazy. They had, they got all these guys back. They're in you know, the non-Vince era. And they've so much ugh, for another time. But they haven't done crap with any of them. So, you know, and, and WWE is very stable heavy now because, you know, HHH loves himself stable. So I'm hoping that they bring these when, you know, AJ gets healthy, all this, they all come back and just all the stables just go after each other.
1: There's an interesting point within having the good brothers off TV, they essentially said, don't bring us on unless you have something for us. And I think everything that they had was going to be with AJ Styles. Right. Yep. And then AJ went down. We don't know when he's going to be back. We've heard that he's recovering well, but he's not there yet. Right. But it sounds like they're going to start working the good brothers into other types of stories. I want to see them with maximum male models. I want to see them be obnoxious. with them. You want that i do want that oh man
2: don't alex. tell that to
1: palowski i there's a lot of shit on whatever he wants to shit I, I love alex i don't need alex's branding i've got my own branding he's he loves
2: maximum male models
1: yeah well i want mad cat moss to win a championship so here we are oh, okay former or sorry soon to be uh former intercontinental champion mad cat moss
2: oh my god
1: all right so here's the big part Matt Riddle comes out. Yeah. Remember who took out Matt Riddle a few months ago? Yeah, Mr. Solo. Solo. Sikoa. Yeah. Riddle comes out, clears house, stands with Sami and the show. I am a big fan of having Matt Riddle show up and pick up this storyline from six months ago. Same. This is something you don't see very often in WWE over the last few years. I'm fine with this. And this also allows Riddle to carry the Bloodline story back to Raw. And have some matches with Solo, with Jimmy and Jay. Make a six man tag. There's some opportunities here. What do you think of Riddle coming out here?
2: Agreed. Uh, you know,
1: <sighs>
2: performer Riddle and personal Riddle. It's just it's unfortunate because you know you have to kind of separate the both. Okay, I thought it was cool. He's picking up the storyline um, again. You mentioned it. They don't do that. That's why when I was on Twitter I was like this is a little weird like why are we inserting him back in okay yes I know that he was part of the storyline um before he went out I'm hoping that we find a happy medium for him you know and this goes okay with him and it doesn't it doesn't his personal life doesn't end up overtaking again and then boom you know all over again because The bloodline is one of the hottest storylines right now, and anybody that anybody that you're going to be bringing into it has to be committed, has to be in there, and it's not you know something that can be like oh you know they they just drop it you know because the it's just that the storyline is that hot. Every single piece that you're bringing into it is now an integral part of that puzzle.
1: Yeah. By the way, Chad, we're just wrapping up on SmackDown. We'll pick up with AEW rampage and maybe a little bout of the belts at least from what we're seeing and what we're going to talk about let's get a few of these uh last super chats out of the way muhammad el minyawi says this could cost sammy the tag titles or ko himself referring to the way sammy has been acting trying to save jay uh what do you think about that could ko kind of get frustrated leave sammy and be like you're on your own kid or what do you want to do you
2: not right now. I don't think WWE was, is, will plan on doing that anytime soon. If they were to lose the belts, like say next month or something, like if they were to fast rush it just because they want another feud between these two. Um, I think it'll feel a little bit stagnant just because every time we saw them in the last couple of years, they're always fighting each other or something. You know, I think that having this dynamic between them as champions um and having them run the gauntlet and just go through everyone, I think it would be really fun.
1: Yeah, I agree. And on top of it, I like that KO and Sammy, while they're disagreeing with each other, when they're wrong, they're admitting it to each other. Yes. Yes. That keeps going
2: another brotherly dynamic, you know, um, you can have different dysfunctions in each family piece of the tag teams there.
1: Yeah, exactly. Chi town Spurs says if this is the next chapter of the story. I think I'm closing the book and going to read something else. (laughs) Hey man, listen, watch whatever you want to watch. I enjoyed this episode of SmackDown, uh, they, I think they advanced a few more things, and they're just also trying to tie up a few loose ends with with Matt Riddle, for example. Truth, yeah. Uh, Cyclops better than Wolverine over on Twitch.tv/slash/Fightful Gaming, sending a few bits saying the booze and fire Vince chant from the crowd was deafening tonight. Those sort of people really hacked, really hijacked SmackDown tonight. Boy, did they ever! Couldn't believe Vince showed up and said, "Well, oh, my work here is done," and then he left, and that was it. That was the promo. <sighs> that was the. God, man. No, the draft is coming. I uh, can't watch the super chat saying just signed up for Nord VPN with the code fightful. So I can watch AEW after work in the mornings. Can anyone recommend which country I should move to, to watch AEW the next morning? Love you guys. Keep scooping scoops. We will keep scooping scoops. By the way, my interview with Matt Cardona just dropped today. Go check it out over on youtube.com slash fightful. Very nice. Which country should we move to for AEW scoops or AEW on fight?
2: Uh, I don't know. Maybe the, I don't know, to be
1: honest. I see so, Lithuania in the chat. Meet Normus has got the idea.
2: There you go, Lithuania. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I've been to Lithuania. It's a beautiful, beautiful country. see everyone's talking about Lithuania. Let's all move to Lithuania. Yeah, let's
2: do it. Morocco. Let's
1: do- oh, countries. Morocco is beautiful this time of year. Let's mm. go. Uh, what have we got? Okay. As we start moving into our AEW Rampage talk, uh, Orion Ben 666 said the super chat saying, Near Alex, Pearl Canada, it was nice to see the wrestling, but the majority be the majority tonight. Unfortunately, WWE caught in the repeats while AEW advanced storylines. Yeah, you know what? Tonight, I think both I think both companies advance some storylines. So let's talk about AEW Rampage, shall we? We had to let's do, do it.
2: Oh, and by the way, I think Kate and I have said this before as well. Um SmackDown tends to be very repeat heavy. Uh it kind of stopped for a while and then it, it's picked up again with the repeats. So and I mean you didn't see uh Drew McIntyre there. So there's a reported reason reported to- by Fightful.
1: Yeah. So uh, no. So Drew is is off. There's something going on. a yes. health issue there. Um, right. That wasn't just reported by Fightful. That that kind of went around. So uh, he was pulled from the show, as far as I understand it, and pulled from a Cricket Wireless appearance. There'll be more information coming out when he's ready to talk about it. Because we don't really do that at Fightful. You
2: know? Right. Correct. And well, that's what i said. I was saying like he was he was pulled out of the show, and it, if he was healthy, you would have had him again in the. In some type of, of match. And again, that's where I think where he says Orion mentions like very they get repeated. Fair Things get repeated a lot, you know.
1: That's fair. Well, then let's move on. Let's talk about AW Rampage for the FTW title. Under FTW rules, it's hook versus Ethan Page. First of all, I love at one point commentary says this is an FTW rules match, and it's unfamiliar territory for the FTW champion, Hook. And I'm like, <laughs> he's held this title for how long? And this is the first time he's done a title match with the title stipulation of the title he holds? Very true. Anyway, it's a really fun match. They go into the crowd. Ethan Page immediately attacks Hook, even before they get in the ring. They just they go all around the arena as they go into the commercial break. Hook gets a trash can, beats down Ethan Page. I, I'm going to try not to say Adam Page. I'm going to try not to say... Uh, any of the uh, any of the other pages. Diamond Dallas page.
2: <laughs> if you said Diamond, I would pop so hard.
1: Uh, I do this thing with uh, Samoa Joe where I call him Mimosa Joe, Samosa Joe, Rigosa Ooh. Joe. I can't do that with Ethan Page because unfortunately they're all different people involved in the product. And I'll confuse the people. Anyway, uh, there's some good stuff here. My, my favorite part. First of all, Hook gets the win, reversing the ego's edge into Red Rum. And Page immediately taps out. And I love that Hook looks at the table that's been set up in the ring, and he's like, oh, we haven't used that yet. And he T-Bone suplexes Ethan Page through that table. Ethan Page also got to do a little bit of uh, suplexing through a table on the outside. Yeah, he yeah, did. A giant, what was it? It was a big T-Bone suplex. No, it wasn't. What was it? It was a power slam. Power slam, yeah. Yeah. Good match. What do you think of this whole thing?
2: Yeah, no, it was good. I, I like, you know, uh, at one point, Ethan threw an elbow that, Hook kind of just ate and he was like, oh, damn, like you can tell he, the slap was hard. Like, you know, um, very physical. I love the stuff uh, in the crowd. Um, they should do more of this with him. And, you know, he continues to learn. I think Hook is what 26 and 0 now. Um, so just, <laughs> yeah, so just keep him out there. Keep him, keep him beating the crap out of people. I and, and then at the end you know, just having him out there do that Uh, you know, suplex him through the table. That was fun. That was such a good. And while the music was playing too, by the way, because the music was still rolling.
1: Suddenly, Hook thought that he was uh, New Jack (laughs) instead instead of Taz's kid. (laughs) (laughs) It's a it's a fun little match. I'm still I'm enjoying watching Hook get better and better with each match. Yeah. I also am ready for Hook to eat that first L, so that we can move on and start telling the story of like how does hook react to losing
2: by the way last ftw match was uh sabu and taz so
1: it was what year was it they said it on commentary and they said it was 23 years ago i was like was it 2000
2: yep that's weird right before right before uh they went under
1: right before taz went to wwe and that would have been at the rumble in 2000 wild anyway what isn't wild is qtv
2: <laughs> oh god <laughs>
1: this is <laughs> not great there's a little bit of okay so it opens up with them talking about the big sale and then qt's like i bought hobbs a new car and they're showing grainy potato video of powerhouse hobbs getting a new car and saying you know ah, we use wardlow's credit cards before he called them dead and they talk about the lucha bros winning the ring of honor tag titles because it's going to be q t marshall and powerhouse hobbs versus uh, lucha bros at battle of the belts tonight and then Solo calls them the Lucha Brothers who practice Lucha Library. <laughs> <laughs> but the main the main part of this is when QT is told to break a leg. He says, break a leg? Who am I, Dante Martin? Oh, my God. And there is your catch line. Yeah. <laughs> QT, QTV is not for me.
2: You know, a lot of people do like it. They are very into it. Uh I know I think Kate's one of them. I think Kate actually likes QTV, so um
1: Kate's wrong, so we can start with that.
2: <laughs> the bangs are never wrong. But yeah, no. I mean,
1: bangs got a real wrong there.
2: They're throwing a little entertainment into it. You know, that's that's fine, you know. Um I don't like I I'm like I'm not a huge fan of it, but they're sticking with it. You know, so Might as well just continue to try and have fun with it.
1: Well, have fun with us donating a super chat and a Humber chat. We have fun when you have fun. How's that? Okay. Let's uh, see. So here it is in my breakdown. It says run an ad for Helix. I don't have one. So how about uh, y'all think about how wonderful Helix Sleep is and uh, we'll just talk about it next time. Hmm? Yeah. Okay. Because you know what? if i want a good night's sleep i'll just watch the next match 2.0 in the acclaimed take on the team of lsg bobby orlando and the infantry that's carly bravo and captain sean dean i said of all the nights that kate can't make it it's the night when sean dean lsg and bobby orlando are in a match on AEW tv
2: so good stuff right
1: (sighs) it's a quick match there wasn't much to talk about the rap involves good friday 2.0 being more annoying than Marjorie Taylor Greene, and the opposing (laughs) team for blue check marks on social media, and then everybody loves the acclaimed. They really went for that top level, top shelf rap. Good on you, the acclaimed. Match was fine. It was a very quick, you know, just do the arrival, do the mic drop. It's over. Bobby Orlando eats the pin. Post match is where it really matters. Yeah, the infantry didn't even get into the ring. They're pointing that out in the chat, and it's true. It was all just Bobby Orlando getting a shit beat out of him, and then LSG. Eating a move or two. Hager beats down Billy Gunn. 2.0 beat down the acclaimed. They hit a double DDT on Bowen. They have fun with that match. So there you go. You're going to have fun watching that match too. And then this is the best part Jake Hager punches Billy Gunn's shoe while Matt Menard talks trash. <laughs> 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 Do you want to see 2.0 versus the acclaimed? Be honest with me, Alex Cardoza.
2: Oh, man. I think that would be a match of the year contendership. Uh, Woof. You know, just. And entertainers, you know, a couple of entertainers versus pro wrestlers out there. No, I don't. I don't want to see it. It's just give my boys more, more, uh, more uh, show stuff with Jericho, throw him somewhere else, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I want the acclaim to be thrown back into contendership. Um, You know, it'll be cool to kind of maybe see them go up against FTR again, you know, like something, just throw them out there. Even if they lose, um, sometimes you win by losing.
1: Earlier this week on Dynamite, Sean Ross Sapp said that the claim to remind him of AEW's New Age Outlaws. Yeah. And it's a good thing. And I agree. I understand it. It's very entertaining. It works. They're a good tag team. They do the shtick. They get over. People love them. And they have Billy Gunn, who happens to be, guess what, an original New Age Outlaw member. All this to say, if they're going to lean into this, man, they better have a tag team dumpster match against 2.0 because that's the only sports entertainment thing I want to see out of this.
2: So true. Can you imagine they redo that whole stint? That Go would for be it. that would be great.
1: Who's going to be Chainsaw Charlie? Matt Menard just coming out with a stocking on his head. <laughs> okay. And it's, let's do it. JR is just going to shit his pants for an entire hour.
2: You know he is. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah.
1: He'll hate every minute of it. And I'm just going to watch it happen. Oh, wow. Uh, this is going
2: to happen. It's just uh, You just spoke it out into existence.
1: I do that a lot. It's a problem. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh they go back to swerve swerve is like hey i've got an announcement he says just because we lost soldiers in this war that doesn't mean we've lost the war this mergers happen all the time in this business and the moguls have set up a merger where i get 51 percent of well you'll just have to wait until later tonight to see it and we're about to but first we got to talk about this banger of a match lee moriarty and darby allen darby allen got hit by a damn car out yeah,
2: he did Yeah, <laughs> do he you really did it? I I just when 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 he said that, because I wasn't like really I wasn't I haven't been online much except for Twitter. So like I didn't even know that this had happened. And they were like, no, no, he really got hit by a car. Like they were really trying to let us know, like they were laughing. They're like, no, 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 this is true. (laughs) And he took off the jacket. He's like showing his freaking uh, road rash. I'm like, oh, my God,
1: only in New York. okay I guess
2: this stuff happens.
1: Yeah. So apparently Darby was skateboarding on the lower east side got hit by a car but he's still gonna wrestle tonight of course why not that's I what the pillar it. does anyway he gets in the ring and then they show jungle boy watching on a tv and then in another room Sami guevara is watching in the room and tay is there on his lap they're all watching because this has implications uh really good match i i love that these two are so evenly matched in size but are so differently matched in ability and training uh Big Bill being a part of this match didn't hurt. He kept getting involved. He hits a giant big boot on Darby outside of the ring when they're going to break. Does it again later on as they're coming back from the break. He just keeps getting involved, and then eventually Darby would uh, do that Lope where he cannonballs himself onto Big Bill leading up to the finish, which was the, uh, the, what do you call it, the coffin drop on Lee Moriarty. There's a whole bunch we can break down within it. Talk to me about this match, Alex, because it was solid.
2: Darby Allen, man, he is such an like unsung hero for the company. Um, he delivers every time he's in the ring. He is getting so much better on the mic. He's really showing his true essence. The way and and Lee Moriarty is just another one. I, I you know when you put these these type of wrestlers together, you know the old adage would be, oh here we go, flippy flopping. Nah, man, they're scrappy. They're fighting. They're beating the crap out of each other. That that um when he jumped out and hit Big Bill, I was like, oh my god. I'm like, this man has no fear for his own well being or any or, or, I mean he I'm pretty sure he'd take care of the boys, but God, it does not look like it when he's running a 60 miles an hour at someone.
1: It's amazing what, what he will do. And it's it's also amazing to watch like these kids. There were they showed photos in the crowd or, or shots of the crowd. Yes, where, like kids are wearing the face paint and like they're totally entranced by his work. He's good at what he does, and he has been an unsung hero. I think you're right about that. So uh, on the way out of the arena, Swerve passes by Darby Allen, and then Brian Cage blindsides Darby kills Allen, kills him, just knocks him dead ass to the ground. Out comes Prince Nana from Ring of Honours, the embassy. And it turns out that Swerve's mogul affiliates have merged with the embassy. I, for Some reason I wrote in my notes the enterprise because clearly I am a Star Trek fan <laughs> not paying attention to my notes. Uh, what do you think about this? This is a very different group that's about to be paired with Swerve. Did it even need to happen? What are your feelings about this uh, mogul affiliates merging with the embassy? much
2: better than what he had going on with parker and the other gentleman i forget his name but yeah um i i don't i don't know what ha- what's going to happen with them To are they going to jump ship with him
1: it sounds like they're injured anyway so it doesn't matter what they're doing or at least right. they've written off for the time being so they're on the shelf they're just not part of it
2: yeah because i saw parker doing some type of like video or something like that not too long ago so i don't know what the hell he's doing but was it a leapfrog Something.
1: I'm going to keep my mouth shut. Keep going. <laughs> relief,
2: but, uh, but yeah, so uh, I like it, dude. I mean, I think that this, if if the work that, that Swerve is doing now, that evil moniker style, like demonic man that he is, wanting to cut people's fingers off and all that good stuff, I love it. And I think that him joining um, with this other group, you might be able to see, hopefully, some more match, some real matches between big players. Maybe they go after um, the House of Black. You know, there's a lot of places that they can go now, and it's good because it also brings Brian Cage. I like Brian Cage. I want him more on my screen. You know what I'm saying? So having someone like a swerve around him too, it'll be pretty cool.
1: Well, as reported on Fightful Selects, Brian Cage still, as of a few days ago, working without a contract. Hey, if you want. All of the scoops, all the time, done right, head over to FightfulSelect.com. It's the best $5 in the business. You want news on the WWE draft, we gave you a little tidbit of what we knew heading into tonight's big announcement on SmackDown. We also have the plans for WWE SmackDown, as we do also for Monday Night Raw, and sometimes we have them for AW Dynamite. Go over to FightfulSelect.com, you'll get those. If you want them, we're not going to spoil the show but you can have them if you want them. They're there. Take them. It's like a cookie on the on the countertop. Just be like, hey, you want it? It's there. <laughs> we got interview notes from everything that we're dropping off. Academy interview notes were dropped today. Matt Cardona interview notes were dropped today. Sean even buried the lead on the Matt Cardona interview. Go watch it. You'll see what I'm talking about. And if you're not just wanting to read, well, there's Plenty of podcasts over on FightfulSelect.com. If you want sour graps, maybe you weren't so big on Monday Night Raw, or maybe you weren't so big on SmackDown this week, and you want the sour dose, well, there's another Alex who will get you covered, and that's Alex Pawlowski, sometimes with Kate as well. But tonight, Alex is over on FightfulSelect.com, reviewing SmackDown, talking about what he... Probably didn't like about it. Nothing that he liked. I'm sure he doesn't do that. Uh, maybe you want coexisting after dark with Rob and Maggie. They're talking to different people in the wrestling sphere, interviewing them, asking them questions about wrestling and chicken wings and all the stuff that you want to know about. Today was Robert DeFelice who writes for Fightful. So go ahead, you see him here sometimes. Or if you just want a Q and A with Sean Rossap, or with Jimmy Van once in a while, or maybe you want the Grapsy Q and A that happens every other week. You get that at FightfulSelect.com. Best five bucks in the business. Alex Cardoza, did you know that there is a $1,500 a month tier at Vipolesluck.com?
2: What the hell?
1: Yeah, it comes with a lot of more stuff than the, the news.
2: I think that's the one where I was able to use uh, the Bentley. If I'm not <laughs> mistaken, once a month. That's the one. <laughs> that's the one. Okay, just making sure.
1: You just go ahead and you grab it. You just... Fifteen hundred bucks a month. <laughs> the key
2: gets sent to my house, and I with a plane ticket, and I get to drive it around. So
1: hey, I'm down with it. You got to drive me around for a few hours too.
2: That's true. I would do that for sure. Five bucks.
1: Five bucks. Five bucks. Five. We'll bucks. Listen to some, we'll listen to some Bad Bunny. Oh, that's good. I'll do that. Let's do that over fivefoldselect.com. Maybe you'll get an interview with RJ City. Maybe he'll mediate your next uh, your next problem. He sits down with Ty of Valkyrie. And Jade Cargill. Let me tell you something. I love RJ City. I love what RJ City does. I didn't love RJ City in this particular setup. Mm. He says, "I'm a professional mediator." If, if you've never, everyone here must have seen RJ City, but let's just say you haven't. RJ is very funny. He's very mm-hmm. comedic. He's very good at that. So they're trying to make a serious title match potentially funny. I didn't love it. But I love that RJ is on my screen, so I'll take it. So he says, I'm a professional mediator. He explains Jaded versus Road to Valhalla. They're both the same move. They're both claiming interest in it as Taya Valkyrie and Jake Cargill. And then RJ is like, I don't want to see it go to a court battle. So he says, Taya, I'll start with you. How does it feel to be a criminal? (laughs) That's how you start it. And it gives Taya the opening to just be like, hey. This move has been used for decades by living legends. And Jade, you need to show some respect. You don't get to call out who gets to use the move just because you do it. Yada, yada, yada. Jade gets just hot. She gets really upset. Stands up. They go face to face. And she's like, I'll be watching. Taya's like, I'll be watching your match with Billy Starks tonight. So basically nothing happens. But it was kind of cute. What do you think about this whole thing with RJ mediating the Taya and jade we,
2: we've been we've been getting a lot of r j on our screen as of late man um which is cool with me i i'll I'll have him on there um i don't it doesn't bother me i understand like you know we we get his comedic side uh maybe he's trying for some different type of range we 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 don't know but um I'm a big jade fan i mean i love Jade i mean
1: you're not alone there are a lot of people who agree with you on that
2: ladies and gentlemen jesus Christ amen <laughs>
1: You oh, think this. she's Jesus Christ? My God. On, that's a- on this
2: on this, on this holy Friday or whatever. Well, it's Saturday now, but.
1: Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs>
2: she's she's amazing. Um keep on feeding that woman some some talent and let her continue. Let her make it to 150 and oh, and then drop the belt.
1: Oh God, I can't go that long.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, you could do the whole WCW thing where you know Goldberg went from 30 and 0 to 60 and 0 in in two weeks so
1: yeah that was also like 1996 when people didn't have people that count people didn't count joel people just couldn't people couldn't count in 96 i get it i was
2: was a teenager i couldn't count either
1: i guess (laughs) i think again you're right rj has been everywhere he 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 has in like one week, he you do hey, EW every week, that's great. And then he did talk as Jericho and AEW unrestricted, both in the same week. Like, they mm-hmm. want to push RJ City, he's great, don't get me wrong. He and I did an interview where he basically just talked at me for 15 minutes and I didn't get a word in Edgewise. It really upsets me to this day.
2: Wow, yeah, I cannot. Maybe we should have him back on. And no, no, okay, no.
1: okay, tell you off air why it took so long to get that interview Guys, we got sometimes it in
2: we bring you behind the curtain sometimes we gotta close the curtain
1: no i'll open the curtain he made me wait 30 minutes until we start that interview oh. <laughs> in fairness he wrestled that night i saw his last match not his last match but the last match he's had since that match so uh, he hasn't wrestled since anyway i love rj i just don't love this being part of the tbs title storyline what having i having would- him there yeah, or just having this particular segment be a little bit funny, haha. Got it, understood. Because to me, why not let Taya be the smart baby face who you know smartens everyone, or, or plays the reverse Uno card, is what I said. Where when they tried to block her from doing the Road to Valhalla, she says, no, "Actually, I had it first, so I am going to stop you from using Jaded, Jake Cargill, and guess what? You're gonna have to find a new way to win a match." Mm. And yes. Jade Cargill still wins, but now she's got a new move in her arsenal that she can use as a secondary finish.
2: That makes a lot more sense. Yep. That's why you get paid the big bucks.
1: I do not get paid the big butts or the big butts for that matter because we go into (laughs) our final match on Rampage and a JAS who has a, (laughs) not doing this, not doing this versus Julia Hart. It's too late for this shit. The combined age of these two, by the way, is 45 years old. Which Stop it. Bonkers. Bonkers. These two put on a solid match. I think JR said it best when he said they're two young women who are in the formative points in their career. Truth. Um, this isn't the best match you're ever going to watch. But these are two women who very clearly were trying to, you know, do the best that they could with the tools they had.
2: Let me say something, too. Go. For as young as they are, they don't need to be doing this. They really don't. There's a, a billion other career paths that they can be choosing. They're both very beautiful women. They both have, you know, I'm sure they're very smart in whatever they want to do. They are choosing to put their bodies on the line. They are choosing to continuing to learn and get better because Anna Jay has gotten so much better on the mic, so much more comfortable in front of people. And I'll tell you what, Julia Hart, bro, she is she is fire. It is, it, better. Yeah. Yes, she is. Jeff. And she is so confident outside of her cheerleading gimmick. She has gained this true found confidence. Like I, when you watch her, she's singing along to her song and she's like, Acknowledge me, but you know, in her own way.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I I, I do appreciate that Julia Hart has found this newfound confidence. Hell yeah. She has figured out what the character is. She's working with three veterans who absolutely push her and are teaching her. And I'm sure that she has a lot of respect and work with those coaches that are in AEW. There's a lot of really good stuff happening there. Uh, The match, like I said, match was fine. Match wasn't anything to write home about. I love Anna J swinging Julia Hart's head into the barricade at the (sighs) beginning of the match. Little stuff like that makes me laugh. Uh, and then during picture-in-picture, picture, I tweeted this out, Jr. reiterates that AJ has, quote, a fat ass and a bad attitude, and he says, that's what she says. And then Excalibur says, well, I've got a flat ass, and I'm just happy to be here.
2: <laughs> you know, the commentary team on AEW has fun. And no, don't get me wrong. Since Vince left, the commentary team on WWE have been 10 billion times better. I love the fun they're having. I love Cole being himself, you know, and calling out things and doing things his own way. He has been, he's the voice of my childhood, uh, along with JR, you know, so they're both still doing it. So it's just cool to listen to these guys just having fun. And you could hear them laugh. Yeah, yeah. You can hear them like sometimes just giggle. And it's funny to hear that.
1: This is Jr. Tonight was a good night for Jr. Yes, I don't know about Battle of the Belts because I haven't watched the show yet. But for for all intents and purposes, tonight was a good night to watch Jr. And commentary, especially in this match, because he cleaned up a lot of the spots that maybe weren't as good. But he kept he kept the selling good. He kept it. He made made it make sense, and that was great. The finish is very simple. They do a ref counting out Julia, and as both women were in the back, Anna slides back into the ring. Referee's still counting out Julia Hart. And as she's out there outside of the ring, Julia tosses in a chair. The referee has to turn around to get rid of it on the other side of the ring. And that's when Julia hits the mist on Anna Jay. Yes. Rolls her up for the win. Really, really solid uh, finish to that match. And then apparently as Julia's going up the ring, uh, Orange Cassidy comes out for his entrance for Battle of the Belts. <laughs> that's an interaction to watch.
2: I loved that dynamic of the show kind of switching over. Her walking up backwards up the ramp, you know, they're coming down, saying "What's up" to her. They stare off there between um, Orange and her. It, it was just very cool. And she didn't break character. She was still being that spooky biatch she says she is, you know, and like just kind of like looking at him and being like, "Hey, you know." And it's like, "Okay, girl, I see you." Julia Hart, man, she's she sticks with this. And stays in the business, she in the next like three to four years, man, she's going to be somewhere.
1: I Town Spurs with a super chat. By the way, this is your last chance to send us a super chat or a humper chat at humperchats.com. Shytown Spurs says, So, what does the miss do to Anna J with House of Black? Does it send her to House of Black? Does she just get more violent? Does she go back to the dark order? It's nice to see non title stories in the women's division. I like that too. That's something that isn't always. Part of the aw world but i like it when they do something like this i hope they do more of it what do you think the Miss does if anything to anna J? um
2: i don't know just look back to miro what did the Miss do to miro <laughs> so if there's any uh
1: put him on the shelf for a while if there's 10-4. any
2: revelation to that let's hope that that fat ass with a bad attitude comes back because she's she's getting she's She's getting so much better, man. I, I I, think a long-term feud with Julia would be cool because then you start seeing the matches get better between them. And then you start sprinkling them in with like a page and whatever.
1: Our great moderator, Luis, said last call for super hats. Super hats. Which is what Julia Hart is wearing on her head. Super hats.
2: Super hats. And you don't touch the hat.
1: I like this hat. That's a mixed match challenge match if I ever saw one. If AEW ever did a, a intergender mixed match challenge type of show, I want Anna not Anna J. I want Julia Hart and Jake Hager working together. Team Julia love this Hart hat.
2: And Jake Hager. Yeah.
1: Team love this hat.
2: The hats?
1: Yeah. Team that love this man, hat. That
2: man will kill her career in a second. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man. Uh Kylie sent us a super chat saying Battle of the Belts 6 was fun. Billy Starks is awesome. Let's quickly talk about Battle of the Belts or really retention of the belts because that's just what happens. It is
2: retention of the belts.
1: Yeah, that's kind of why we're not watching the show or talking about it. I had
2: it on in the background, gents and ladies, so I apologize for me not turning around and watching, but I was trying to watch this beautiful man called Joel Pearl on my screen here and then also read the chat and watch you uh, amazing beautiful sexy people on the chat.
1: They're pretty good. I like They it. are. They're good. Maybe they can hang out with us over on Fifal Overbooked as well sometime.
2: I oh I hang out at Fifal Overbook a lot. Uh coexisting. Yep. with Maggie and Rob. I'm always there bothering them. Or Drone if I'm cakes. not there live, I uh re rewatch it. Um I know you're there with the uh Thursday breakdown of um impact and oh, that's
1: that's on the main feed buddy
2: are you sure what was i watching then
1: You're probably watching joel and kate at eight
2: that's what i was watching then
1: joel and kate sundays at eight fifa overbooked
2: that's what i was watching sorry about that that is on the main okay there's so I, much stuff. it's just it's just the two channels are like when i just put five in my search bar i'm just looking at everything so
1: whatever's live and we drop content every day over Fightful Overbooked. We'll talk about that later. Uh, real quick, Battle of the Belts. I'm just going from what uh, Luis put into our chat. Orange Cassidy defeats Jalistico. And then, as we mentioned, uh, Buddy Mer- Buddy Matthews is going to be next in line for Orange Cassidy on Dynamite for the... I erroneously called it the All-Atlantic Championship. I meant the International Championship. That's going to happen soon. Uh, apparently, Mark Briscoe and Jay Lethal joined forces, which makes sense because they have that history. Oh. They had to match together. But... They're not aware of Double J, Sanjay, and Satnam being with Lethal. So they came in for the interview after Lethal and Briscoe shook hands. Interesting. So an interesting segment. I'm going to have to go watch that. Jay Cargill defeats Billy Starks, and then Ty and Jade brawled afterwards. That's Ooh. not a shock. And then <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Michael <laughs> Naka, 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 Nakazawa, and Brandon Cutler called out Black oh, Combat God. Club. They're going to face Claudio and Mox on Wednesday. Oh, we're gonna witness a murder. And then Lucha Bros defeated QT Marshall.
2: That was a banger of a match because I turned around twice to look at the screen because things were flickering. And when I looked over that was I was like, oh god, what was Power happening?
1: House. Powerhouse Hobbs and QT Marshall lose. By the Houston. way,
2: I'm a huge jade in Powerhouse. I've been I've been Joel. If you ever listen to our show with Kate, Who I does- I sing the praises of Powerhouse Hobbs. I've been in love with Powerhouse Hobbs since he like just showed up on my screen. And he is one that needs to be not taken lightly. And when the time comes, as you can see now that he's TNT champion, he has to hold that AEW baby prize right up there.
1: We'll see. Time might come. I've got two more Super Chats. They are... One is SmackDown related and one is kind of both. So let's start with the SmackDown one. Cyclops is better than Wolverine. I love this. I think Jay only attacks Sammy to have Sammy to save Sammy from the ass whooping that Solo Sokoa was going to give to him and stay on Roman's good side to look loyal. When do you think Rikishi comes in and fixes the family though? That is. I don't think he's going to come in and do it for The Rock.
2: I don't think even The Rock might show up. He's staying out of this one.
1: Who knows? Uh, whenever he wants to. And finally, Shane Schaefer sends us a super chat. Uh, I said I wouldn't do this, but Mox fought anybody and everybody as a champion. Why do Roman and MJF rarely fight? AEW was onto something with Mox, and it has been awesome to see your world champ always wrestling. It's a good point. Um, champions are different. Depending on who you are, Mox was yes. Mox was always that gritty fighter, that badass take on all comers. And there are champions that are like that. Stone Cold Steve Austin was the same way back when he was champion. Uh John Cena was like that as a US champion, take on all comers. That is a babyface trope. MJF and Roman are not babyfaces. So a typical heel trope is I'll fight when I fight.
2: It's simple wrestling psychology. Um, the the baby faces will always be a fighting champion they'll always be out there telling you you can come and fight me because I am the best while the heel champion is gonna be the you know the shitty one who's always running away who's always hiding who' always gonna try to steal a match uh, st- uh, find a way to um you know look at Roman get his family involved like there's always trickery happening when there's a heel champion and they tend to kind of just have the belt, do a lot of talking, and have these little finigally matches.
1: Couldn't have said it better myself. And there I just you followed
2: have your lead, by the way. So
1: no, oh, that's fine. I think you tackled you it. You
2: remember a guy named Bray Wyatt? We'll talk about that. Never time. heard of him. Right, okay.
1: Must be gone. That's SmackDown and AW Rampage for April 7th. It is now on the East Coast, at least, April 8th. Uh, happy birthday to my dad. It is his birthday. So happy birthday. Happy birthday. Maybe good luck. Let's get on out of here. Leave us a thumbs up on your way out, by the way. Alex, what you got going on? Plug your stuff.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, uh, be working again. We're live again with Wrestling with Freddie every single Wednesday. Uh, anywhere you get your podcast. That's a show I produce uh, with a guy named Freddie Prince Jr. I don't know if you ever heard of him. Um, and then I also, yeah, me neither. And then <laughs> I also work. I also uh, do a bunch of other stuff. So follow me on Instagram, Alexis Cardoza, and on Twitter at underscore Alexis Cardoza so you can keep up with all of my nonsense.
1: Why did you, Why couldn't you get Alexis Cardoza on, on Twitter too? Well, uh,
2: the it. person who has it went silent, never tweeted again after 2009 when they opened up the platform. And so I I can't even fight for it because he has to have some type of way to get back to me and say, here, you can have it. What a stick. You got to steal that. I'm trying. You know what? I'll call Elon right now.
1: Let's do. mm, Let's not do that.
2: Let's not do that. You
1: know, let's get on out of here. Uh, I am at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. There is stuff, like I said, on Fightful Overbook all the time tomorrow, Saturday morning at 10.15 a.m. It's technically 10.13 a.m. Eastern time. Myself and Jeremy Lambert, we drop a show called Newsworthy where we run down five top stories of the week that you should probably have paid attention to. Or maybe you didn't see them. Or maybe you saw a little too much of them in the case of (laughs) Brian Danielson talking about appendages and vegetables. We'll leave it at that. Go check out Newsworthy and all the shows that come out on Fightful Overbooked every single day. Uh, Until then, ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, we'll see you in the next one. Cheers.